There we go. Much better. There we go. And we got the good audio. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. And we lost Milos. Oh. oh, no. Milos? Mm, no, nah, he's not here. All right. Um, do me a favor. Just hit the chat and ask him if he can sign back in to the same room. If not, I will make one, but I'm making left turns right now. I just tagged him. I saw it. Thank you. Well, it wouldn't be Anchor if it wasn't fucking technical difficulties. <laughs> Either that or he's just having problems on his end. Oh, I think he's back. You back? I think so. I All forgot right. how annoying Ganker can get. Yeah, well, that's what we were just saying. <laughs> it wouldn't be Ganker. <laughs> Yeah, it goes. It flows so smoothly on Discord, man. Now it's like, uh, yeah, I don't remember it being this bad. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you want to do the intro, I got some wind noise here, unfortunately. But uh, Brendan. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the B Team Podcast. I'm Brendan. And I am joined by Josh and Elosh. And today we will be reviewing the 2022 film Bell. A movie which I had seen a few months ago and again today. I believe you two just saw within the last day or two. Oh, I watched it this afternoon, actually. Okay. I watched it yesterday. Yeah, no, it was on my radar. I just, I couldn't get to it in theaters, and then it wasn't on streaming until it was. So it was like, yeah, it was super like. It it never played in theaters here, so I didn't really get a chance to see it in theaters. Yeah, it had a super, super limited release here in the U.S., at least, which I don't know why. I feel like this one, I mean, it made decent money, but I feel like it could have made more, honestly. Um, this is a Japanese animation film directed by a guy called Marmura Hosoda, who he's kind of gained recognition in recent years as you know, one of the better guys doing it. Um, I've seen a few of his other films. Uh, I think he's pretty talented for the most part. And this is kind of his biggest one yet in terms of like, I would say budget, uh, animation wise. And uh, before I get into it, I am curious, what language did you guys watch it in? Because while obviously it doesn't affect the quality of the film, I would say could play a part in enjoyment. I watched it in Japanese. Okay. I watched the dub. Uh, I figured I wouldn't have time to do both. But I was like, yeah, I just I want to watch it. I'll watch the dub. Yeah. Like, this one, it's different this when one... I do like TV show, you know, when I do like cartoons or like, you know, stuff. But like if I'm going to mm-hmm. watch a full 
length anime, I'm generally going to try to do it in uh, Japanese mm-hmm. if I can. Yeah. It, when it originally came out in theaters, I saw it in Japanese. Uh, I bought the Blu-ray a, f- a few days ago, and I watched it in English. And usually, at least the first time I see something, I do like to see it in the original language it was done in. And while generally speaking, I tend to like the original more than dubs. But this one, I would say I actually do like the dub more. Um, For those that don't know, this is a... I would classify this as a sci-fi musical, I guess. And and, uh, usually what they do is, you know, if there's music involved, they'll have for the dub... They'll dub everything except the music, and then they'll just have subtitles for that. This one, they did like a full-on dub of all the music as well. I was watching a uh, behind-the-scenes of how they did, and it was quite a complicated process. Um, oh, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, typically, if I really like it, I'll go back and then I'll watch the Japanese, but usually I'll, I'll watch the dub first. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah. I, I tend to watch it just in Japanese, like... I'm okay with the dubs. I have nothing against them. But like I said, for like a full-length anime, if I'm going to watch it, I tend to, at least on the first watch, I tend to really like do those uh, original Japanese just because, I don't know, kind of keeping the spirit of the, you know, whatever it's supposed to be, I guess. See, I actually do it for that reason, but the opposite. Um, I like to watch it with the dub try to spot anything that's an obvious change especially if it's censored um mm-hmm. and then you know some of the voice actors in anime are are incredible but a lot of them especially in like the 90s and just you know people who have been in the business for so long like they will do meme worthy shit that's on the level of like ps1 voiceovers so i i watch it for that and then i'm like you know okay now i go back i watch the original yeah like uh I, Josh, I know we've been talking about like Dragon Ball Z. I've seen like, I haven't watched the full series, but I've seen random episodes and dub and sub mm-hmm. and wow. Like just based on the voice acting, the tone of it comes off like so differently. Um, oh yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll cover that when we do yeah. that and we'll definitely have Milos on, but you know, basically the American sets him up as like the be all end all hero and like happy go lucky guy. Whereas the Japanese, it's like, Goku's kind of a dick if you really think about it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, with goes, Bell, when he goes did you guys to, think of it? I loved it. So, I want to start off by saying that uh, Beauty and the Beast is probably like my number one rated animated movie of all time. So, just from like that aspect, anything Bell related, I'm going to be really, really interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, Honestly, other than the fact that this was sort of kind of spin-off of the Beauty of the Beast, I didn't, per usual, I didn't have any expectations going into watching this, but I was pleasantly blown away by how good it actually ends up being. Yeah. Wait, this has similarities with Beauty and the Beast? What? Well, I mean, (laughs) Well, the concept is there, but, you know, everything else is pretty much different. Okay. Josh, quick thoughts? So, just like Milos, I mean, Beauty and the Beast, definitely all-time favorite animated movie. Still holds up. Um, I've always loved the story. You know, I I think I was the one who put you on the the radar for the Xenoscope. Beauty and the Beast. Yes, which is great. Anytime there's Beauty and the Beast or Alice in Wonderland, I will usually seek it out. Um, The Beauty and the Beast side of it is phenomenal. 
it's the ready player one side of it that does not work for me. So when I was trying to think of what am I going to call this one, I landed on semi-perfect blue. Interesting. Um, yeah, for me, I, I really liked it. Um, I think the music is fantastic. Um, like I said, I've seen it in Japanese and English. Um, yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. How did the yeah. so, version of the song is actually the, uh, Well, it's up, crazy. It, it's, it's crazy. Like, I've heard, I've seen anime movies where they'll sometimes have the, you know, because in Japan it's not uncommon to, like, be bilingual and the second language be English, right? Yeah. I've seen lots of movies where if there's music, they'll just have the Japanese artists re-record it in English. And a lot of them are good, but, like, you can kind of tell with the English parts, it's like, this is someone who is Japanese, and like you can hear the accent. Uh, her name's Kylie McNeil, who is the English voice actor for Belle. And wow, I mean, I when I watched this English dub, I thought it was the same person who did the Japanese. I mean, it sounds like oh, wow. the same person doing both languages, but like you couldn't tell which language was like the native one. It's crazy. Oh wow! Um, she matches it perfectly. Uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, you guys know me and everyone listening. Sci-fi is my thing. So, you know, I really didn't know much like you uh, going into the film. And I, once I figured out, oh, this is like kind of sci-fi Beauty and the Beast. Almost, I was like, okay, I'm into this because like Josh, I, I do like, you know, the Beauty and the Beast animated film, obviously. The, the Zenscope comics. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I would say... Um, I mean, shit, it might even be my... I've seen a couple of Beauty and the Beast movies. It might even be my favorite one. Um, oh, wow. Because, I mean... That, that's high praise. Yeah. I mean, I gave it, a, I think, a four and a half on Letterboxd, which is the same as the Disney Beauty and the Beast, and I could go, you know, either or with, you know, that comparison. Yeah. No, it definitely, like, the sci-fi aspects of it, like, like I said, I was really, really pleasantly surprised by how good this movie ended up being. Like, I started off, and it was, like, the whole you thing and the AI and stuff, and I was like, hmm, okay, I wonder how they're going to pull this off. And then, like, the deeper they got into the story, it's just, like, more absorbed I became, and it's just, like... Yeah, that draws you in, and that's like exactly what you want out of a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so. A basic plot for anyone that hasn't seen. So it follows this girl named Suzu, high school student living in Japan, and in their world, there's like a. The big thing is like this social media, virtual reality platform called You, where it's basically you know it reads your biometrics and creates a you know a version of you inside of it. And, you know, the whole idea is, you know, you can be someone else, you know, kind of like a, just like any virtual reality sci-fi story you've seen, like, a, I mean, the popular Ready Player One. one. I was about to say, I, it's I mean, so I much hate, better than I, Ready Player One. I though. hate Ready Player One. One, because it's a terrible story, in my opinion. But two, how that's what everyone references when, like, there's ever virtual reality now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's something like that. And, you know, her whole thing is, like, in the real world, she's a very shy person. You know, she's got, like, kind of a tragic backstory because her mom died when she was a kid. And she's a singer, but she can't sing because she's, like, you know, got super social anxiety. But in you, she's, you know, her alter ego is this person named Belle who's 
basically the most popular pop artist there. Um, and the basic plot is that there's this beast in you that everyone's trying to find because he's like been, I guess, in like basically like Dragon Ball Z martial arts tournaments, just beating the crap out of people. And, you know, it's all like, who is the beast, basically? Yeah, I think like, well, I mean, obviously we're in spoilers, but we don't have to just come out with it. Um, I think because of his physical attributes and emotions in the real world, it like basically hacked the biometric thing and just keeps giving him like ridiculous power increases. So it's kind of like the uh, the South Park make love not Warcraft, where they're going up against this like WoW player who just plays twenty four seven and is like you know the most maxed out character and just kills everybody. Mm-hmm. And I uh, thought the concept was cool. The execution, I was like, I don't really get it, but in that world, I guess it makes sense. Uh, like the uh, how the workings of how you works, honestly, I, I have no idea how it's supposed to work. That's what I'm like, saying. Like the the movie is fine. The the you concept, they didn't really explain it that great. I mean, they, they never even really explain like how you like operate it because like, I mean, even something like Ready Player One, you know, you put on the goggle thing and you're in like a uh, whatever a chair kind of that's like con- that you control the movements of. Here, you can just put on like some kind of earphones, and I guess that's enough to plug you in. Yeah. Which I, I, I remember joking yeah. after with my friend. I was like, man, how, how fast does that thing drain your phone battery if you're using that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, shit, if you're watching YouTube videos, it drains mine. Um, yeah, and he also had the whole concept of she was running in the real world while also running yes. in you. So yes. it's like, it's not, it's like, you know, what happens if you hit a wall in the real world or fall down a cliff or something? No, yeah, if you're looking for like the U mechanics to be explained, like they are not at all. I mean, like at all. Um, and so, you know, Belle becomes kind of fascinated with the beast. Her and her real life, her and her best friend in real life, they kind of want to like figure out who he is. And, uh, you know, side plots, there's, you know, the kind of relationship stuff going on. Um, it's like, it's like all, it's mostly like almost like, uh, corny like high school drama level writing which i personally love seeing that kind of stuff because all like i always said you know my favorite stories always feature teenagers and i would you know this basically falls into that category Mm. Um, they eventually figure out you know who the beast is it's this uh it's this i believe he's 15 15 14 uh kid and him and his brother are like being abused by their dad and yeah, they that, lost their mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, she's able to figure out eventually where they live. They go in real life and basically go rescue them, and that's more or less the movie. Um, and, you know, by the end, obviously, she, Suzu has her personal growth of, like, now she can sing in real life. She's more confident. She reconnects with, uh, who is it, her dad, who we see throughout the movie. Yep. She hadn't really, like, I guess ever since her mom died, kind of been distant from. Um, and the, the mom death scene is fucking phenomenal because, like, even how we explained it is how I oh, yeah. figured it would go. Like, you think, oh, they're at a stream and, like, something happens and then the mom dies and it's traumatic. No, there's, like, a girl in the stream who, or the river that's, like, drowning and the mother's like, I have to help, no one else will. And the whole time she knows the mom's not going to make it. And she's like, don't go in. If you go in, you'll never come back. And then you see the mother dive in. 
and then there's like not even a splash it's just quiet and that's it and it's like god damn yeah and i like how that comes thematically kind of full circle by the end because you know suzu saves you know uh what's his name Cade? is that the guy's name who yeah. you know she sees it's kind of like she almost realized because at the beginning of the movie she's like man why did my mom do that and like you know abandoned me essentially by you know going to rescue that girl and by the end she sees you know no one else will help this guy and his brother it has to be me kind of like how her mom saw no one else will help this girl it has to be me um so i liked how that came around um i thought her uh, her best friend she was just like a just a hilarious like little reddit troll i, mm -hmm. I found that funny um what else did i like um I like the, uh, I'm just a sucker for like the, uh, like cheesy portrayals of high schools that are written by people who like haven't been in high school in a while. So I love that. Um, and yeah, I just thought all the songs were phenomenal. I mean, the last song, like the way that whole scene plays out. I love that. Um, I mean, I wouldn't even call it like a musical because it's kind of like on the level of like, I, I don't really keep up so i don't know him now but you know like disney movies when we were kids throughout the 90s like yeah they had a lot of songs but they weren't really musicals and when you said it's a musical you know i was watching it and i was hitting the group chat in real time and i'm like i'm 11 minutes into this movie and there's like no songs and then there was like the brief choir scene but that was it i was like i don't i don't think it's a musical and then it's basically once they get into you and she becomes bell but even then it's like limited to you it's limited to like specific performances and i'm like i can work with this because i mean there are people who just tend to not like musicals i'm one of them if it's a great musical it'll win me over um but i was once i heard that i was like uh oh and uh you know at no point was i thinking like oh okay they're they're stopping the plot to sing because it's like all the singing is totally in service of the plot right and yeah it's beauty and the beast but if you think about it it kind of becomes little mermaid because like basically to prove who she is to the beast in real life she has to put herself out there and start singing and I, I thought about that and i was like you know the allegory could have worked either way like they the motif of either beauty and the beast or little mermaid and they could have just retrofitted all that to be like oh well in you she's like a mermaid and you know she wants to be part of that world and all that crap no yeah i, I agree i would say like beauty and the beast inspired but like it is not the plot of it overall no, no like there's just kind of like the uh i guess elements of it inspired by you could say um because yeah i mean it's it's not the plot of it at all um i liked how uh you, i think we lost you oh shit nope that's all right uh, I'll, I'll watch the oh, he's back. He, he's oh, popping okay. in there he is yep really like anchor man i forgot how much i love this thing <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, and I had some issues with internet connection. Everything just died pretty much. Yeah. I uh, I will say, I, generally speaking, I feel like a lot of films, when they try to incorporate uh, teenagers in like uh, how social media works today, it comes off as very cringe to me. This mm -hmm. is like not one of them. Uh, where I'm... It comes off not i wouldn't say believable per se but just like uh, it, it, it just worked for me i'll just say that well um, so there's like instances in you where basically you have to do like 
I don't know, for lack of a better word, like online shit that you would do in real life. And I actually, I did this last week when I was trying to uh, illegally download my Dragon Ball Z game. I got this site and it's like, yeah, you can download it, but you got to play like all these like freemium games that show up in the ads. And like pretty much one of the exact games that I had to play, like she had to play in this one scene. And then it's like all these people like voting on her songs and shit. And I'm like, yeah, I could totally see, you know, 14, 15 year olds doing this and being obsessed with this shit and, you know, the likes and the, the crowd feedback on this bullshit online world. Whereas people are actually like, I don't care. Yeah. I did like how uh, there's in the real world, Suzu's like uh, the guy she has a crush on. He like holds her hand, like not even in a, in a romantic way, just like trying to get her attention. And then like, uh, yeah probably like five ten minutes later in the movie her like phone's like blowing up because like you know a couple people saw it and i guess like tweeted about it or something and now it's like all of them, just, like, funny, yeah they have like a funny animation thing of like a like some board game of like how it's playing out mm-hmm. um and i guess we haven't really mentioned this the animation in this movie i, I thought was beautiful oh absolutely it, it, it looks so good i saw this in a imax because that's all they were showing it near me and Wow, oh. like um, honestly, typically I'm I prefer 2D animation 99.9 percent of the time over 3D animation, which I honestly don't even like most of the time. This is like the real world's all 2D. Use like a combo of both, and mm-hmm. I thought it was like a perfect blend. Like the the cityscape of you looked so good, especially in like when we were in that IMAX theater. I mean, it looked just amazing. Like animation wise, this is like top tier as good as it gets i'd say yeah no i completely agree and i think like the two worlds work in spite of each other because you know the real world is is kind of like drab and it's like rainy and depressing and it looks kind of generic where the visuals in you are just you know completely like otherworldly it's you know it doesn't look like a cartoon obviously it's an anime but it's just you feel like you're in a whole different place yeah, like the decision to make a lot of things in you 3D animation, I thought like, like you said, it was made it like a cool contrast. Like, so you realize like, you know, d- this is a digital world. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I thought it was an interesting, I, you guys probably haven't seen, I'm assuming any of this guy's other movies, but like a lot of them are more uh, fantasy based. So I really like the uh, just sci-fi kind of, I, I mean, I guess you could argue this is kind of fantasy, like within you, there's fantasy stuff a lot. Yeah, um, but I guess it's rooted in a sci-fi setting, you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like this, and I cannot wait until it's beat by some generic Disney movie for the best animated uh, Oscar. Oh, there's no way this is even going to get nominated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've always said the fact that your name, which I really liked, and a lot of people consider it to be the best anime movie, like ever which was, I think, 2016, 17, didn't even get nominated that year. I'm like, uh, wh- one of them will never win again. I think uh, Spirited Away somehow won in 2002, but that will never happen again, I think. Like, Disney is yeah, just going to win Yeah, if anybody was going to win, your name was going to win it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have um, no idea how Spirited Away got the, like, weird shill backing that it did, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it must have been a very weak year for Disney, I guess, by their standards back then. Um, Even that, I mean, like, if you look at, you know, like, all the best of lists from, like, Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and those types of people, 
they're going to put Spirited Away in like the top 20 all-time movies, this one won't be on the list. And if it yeah. is, it's going to be in the low, low hundreds. Yeah, I know uh, on Letterboxd, like for all, if you aggregate every single user score, Spirited Away is like, I think it's in like the top, if you take out obviously documentaries and TV shows, it's in like the top like 15 films on Letterboxd. Of course, because Letterboxd has definitely been overrun by people who will, I mean, there's people who will leave reviews for movies based on trailers or just (laughs) concepts and they're giving it like five stars, but you know. Even yeah. when the movie is actually out, like people will review based on you know what the popular opinion is and what they should be doing. It's ridiculous. Right. So, I reviewed a uh, certain movie that I know I'm in the minority on, but we're going to cover it. And you know, I I put up reviews all the time for obscure shit, new shit, who knows. Every now and then I'll get like random replies. This one I it took off and it just set everything on fire. Everybody's like, "What's wrong with you? Why do you think this way?" <laughs> amazing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I laid it all out in the review. I mean, we'll, we'll cover that movie, but you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, this one, like, I could see the people who actually watched it enjoying it, but it's it's never going to get any major mainstream attention. Yeah. Which yeah, is so a shame, but that's how it goes. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think it's, you know, they say, what was it, the first you know, animate ever breakthrough in America was, you know, the Dragon Ball Z. Then you had uh, the big three in the 2000s. Then, you know, since I would say 2015, 16, anime has become something that's like, like mainstream, basically. You know, it's not saying you like, oh, you have to hide anymore that you that you watch it, essentially. And I feel like with this one, like the Demon Slayer movie from two years ago made like uh shit ton of money in the u.s like it was making like tens of millions each weekend on and that wasn't that was like not almost a full release but not quite and i feel like with this one honestly you know if they had just marketed i mean it did make like good money overall worldwide but i feel like in the u.s you know you could easily market this to like younger people and i don't even think it was the marketing so much as the distribution because so we had uh, oh yeah true yes playlist and like every single time we were in an amc they would play this trailer but it was only ever a fathom events thing Mm -hmm. which you know Mm -hmm. it's not eligible for a list or things like that and you have to find a specific time specific place you know yeah no that's true also release i mean if you had just released it like a normal animated movie i feel like you could have done better but uh, yeah. So in closing, but, but also like you mentioned, like I think you know you don't have to shy, you know you don't have to hide away the fact that you're watching anime anymore. Like before, it would be like you know. And I, I mean, think Gundam this, Wing this definitely is, predated DBC as the, the big the American one. I, I yeah, mean, but this I, is now like you can you know pretty much I, anything's on the table as far as like what you I watch, mean, what you listen to. There are two things that told me it was over in terms of, like being a niche thing. One, I was in high school when naruto ended like the manga of it that week in high school every guy like whether you're like a nerd on the band crew or like a varsity football player was talking about naruto ending like literally everyone to the uh the demon slayer hype train i know so many people who are otherwise like not into stuff like this that are like oh yeah demon slayer is awesome i love that one 
you know, it's like how Naruto, One Piece, Dragon Ball Z were back in, were just like, it's kind of just ingrained in the culture at this point. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Well, for us in Croatia, it was pretty much Pokemon. Everybody was into Pokemon, and then Yu-Gi-Oh came out, and then everybody was into Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, true. I always forget Pokemon technically. Yeah, yeah, but, like, Pokemon, I think, broke a lot of, like, stereotypes or something like that. I don't know what the right word it would be. But it's like after Pokemon, it was like everybody was into that. And it was like after yeah. that, it was just like a little easier to be, you know. But every, but also, like, I don't know what it was like for you guys, but it's like, you know, Pokemon, you can talk about with anybody virtually about it. But it's like when it came to, like, I don't know, Gundam Wings or Dragon Ball Z, it's like I had, like, maybe two people who actually wanted that stuff. Uh, that, that was a Croatia thing then because, like, so here we had, we had Sailor Moon. We had a couple oh, of yeah, movies sure, and man, shit. Yeah. Had uh, Gundam Wing, and it was like only the anime kids were into that stuff and would talk about it. But when Dragon Ball came out yeah. and, and Toonami, like that shit was everywhere. It was like wrestling. Like you know, every yeah. guy in sixth grade, seventh grade was just like, you know, oh, let's talk about Dragon Ball Z all day. Yeah, and it's like Dragon Ball. Then the second wave of the big three, like those four, are like it's not even just like a. It's pe- like those are just ingrained in the culture. Like for me, like pretty much everyone, I would say like. Like yeah, over here in America, Josh, Josh's age and like below, pretty much everyone knows who Naruto and Goku are. Mm-hmm. I would say, like even if you haven't seen or read it, like you just know who they mm-hmm. are. They're like, you know, they're ingrained in the culture, and like uh, since since the big three, I would say it's kind of like, I guess I mean it's just in general more popular. And like now you've got Demon Slayer, which is kind of ingrained in like more American culture. Like you'll see in twenty years, I'm sure, since it's so popular everywhere um yeah but uh yeah so in closing for bell i would say overall big fan great music engaging story for the most part um i would say i would recommend um the only stuff people might not like is maybe the in real life high school stuff but it was so like uh and i can understand that but for me it's like a yeah, I'm the kind of person who watches like something like Riverdale High School and loves it. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm I'm kind you know, I'm kind of opposite when I see high school dramas. I'm like, oh man, uh, not another high school drama. I, I live for so, stories. So coming coming from somebody who's against high school drama, I still give this one thumbs up, man. Both no, yeah, thumbs up. I, totally I feel under- like it didn't take anything away from the story. It didn't like. You know, it, it didn't draw out the story just because it's mm. in high school or drown it in any way. Like, it was still, I still loved it. I still enjoyed it. So, for me, that's a sign that they did it good. No, yeah. To- I to- totally get that. But for me, I'm like, man, the more, like, stuff set in high school, the better, like, you know, every horror movie, you know, I want the victims to all be high school teenagers. <laughs> You know, but uh, yeah, I would recommend Bell, and uh, even if you don't like it, I'd recommend checking out the soundtrack because I think that's pretty good. Dude, soundtrack was beautiful. Yep. Now I know we were supposed to have a Justin for this one. Um, he had a conflict, but does anyone know what he thought of this movie? I don't remember. If Did he even that. see it? I, 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 I don't know. He saw it and he wrote, he just wrote one line on Discord. I think he was okay with it. He wasn't anything special, but you know. But yeah, he said he did, so uh, yeah, well you know, we'll but then Tom Brady said he didn't deflate football, so hey. <laughs> yep. All so, right, uh... so um you guys just raised two points and I immediately thought of something. 
back in the day, there was an anime horror movie. It's probably the first anime horror movie, definitely the first one I saw, uh, but probably like the first major one to hit the United States. Have either of you seen Vampire Hunter D? I have not. Oh, man. I have not. I am aware of it. I know what it is, but I never got to watch it. So the sequel is not great, but the original is pretty damn incredible. Um, I have it. I don't know if it's on any kind of streaming. I mean, obviously, you know, we'll find other ways to watch it. Um, but if you guys want to do that one in like October, I would definitely be down. Yeah, I'll. Uh, Why October? Just asking. October, horror month. Ah, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I have. Uh, I just looked it up. I'm, I'm I, I definitely have not seen this, um, but just the premise—that sounds cool. Um, and then as far as yeah. sci-fi, and it's kind of sci-fi mixed with horror. Uh, my favorite is Wicked City, but I will warn that it is definitely pretty much like an '80s, day, and uh, it's very explicit. <laughs> Yeah, in terms of uh, anything that's horror adjacent for anime, I mean, my favorite's Perfect Blue. I, I think that's like one of the best, not just like anime, but just one of the best like thrillers I've, psychological thrillers I've ever seen. Um, yeah, no, Perfect Blue is good. What else? Um, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head, but um, there's definitely some others. And I know uh, eventually for anyone else that's into. You know, anime, manga. Josh and I will eventually. I'm reading a uh, Dragon Ball Z for the first time, so that'll be coming soon. And uh, I think Josh. Well, you're, so you're doing Dragon Ball through Dragon Ball Z, right? So Dragon Ball Z is till like issue what, like 190 something? You said. Uh no, Dragon Ball Z goes forever. So it starts with Dragon Ball, and then Dragon Ball Z comes after that and runs okay. uh, some like 500 issues. Okay, right now I'm reading Dragon Ball. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah. Well, All right, some... so right now the plan is after you finish Dragon Ball, we'll do a review on that. If Milos wants to join us on that, he's more than welcome. Um, and then... Oh, yeah, I'll jump in. I mean, I didn't read it, but I watched every of it. So. I mean, Close if you enough. watch it, you know everything that happens, except for like, yeah. there's a lot more nudity and uh, the shit with Master Roshi in the manga is fucking incredible. I, I was about to say, so far, uh, Master Roshi is quite the character. <laughs> and and Roshi is definitely one of those, like, the guy who voices Roshi in the dubs, I don't remember his name right now, but holy shit, he makes that whole character. Like, in Japanese, Roshi is funny, but it's the writing, the inflection, the over-exaggeration to try to match the mouth and or arm movements of Roshi. This dude just nails it, hits it out of the park. So they had him on like pretty much every episode. Because in um, Dragon Ball Z, there was like two different companies. I think it went to Funimation, but before that it was somebody else. And they have like the whole basically first two seasons are different voice casts, except for I think the guy who does Goku, uh, Sean Schemmel. And like there's a different Vegeta, there's different like the female characters, some of the other support characters. And um, they, they kept the Goku and the Roshi. And then when they went back and did Dragon Ball, because it aired afterwards as the dubs, they kept all the people from Z and just kept using them because they were that good. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, but, yeah, no, Dragon Ball, I'll just say so far, I'm really enjoying it. And I think you're also reading a 
you had mentioned you're reading Naruto, right? I, I started that. I'm going to get back to it either later today or tomorrow. Uh, I am up to issue 50. So yeah, take your time because that's yeah. 700. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I know. I saw. <laughs> yeah. Granted, short issues, but still, yeah, 700. Quite yeah. a bit to get through. <laughs> still a lot of them. Uh, all right, well, uh, good pod, guys. And uh, we'll uh, reconvene for, I think, next up is Prey, I'm assuming. Uh, I believe Prey is going to be the Thursday one this week, yes. Or I, I think we're doing a double feature of Prey and then the yeah, it's Prey and Predator. Predator. Yeah. Okay, the original. Okay. So, yeah, if you haven't watched that in a while, you might want to break it out. I was about to say, I'll definitely have to rewatch the OG. It's been a while. Cool. Uh, yeah, no, offhand, I don't know what other stuff we had coming up. I don't know when this one's going to go up because we are coming down to the mark on 300. And I know John said, just, you know, set it up and he'll, he'll put it in later. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah. All right, boys, this is a good one. Yeah. I don't think we have anything other planned for anytime soon. We're only scheduled as far as Thursday. I don't think we worked out what we're going to do afterwards. Well, yeah. All right. Well, I'll uh, see you guys later then. All right. Please. Yes. Peace. Later.